everybody, welcome to another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks brought to you by PolyScience and Summit Research. We are actually here at MJ Biz. We are gonna be talking to a whole bunch of newsmakers, decision makers, big industry influencers, and we're very excited to bring you all this great content. Uh, so we hope you'll enjoy this one. Um, you are chopping it up with Chuck. I am the editor-in-chief of Cannabis and Tech today, and we are excited to introduce our new guest, our first guest here at MJ Biz. Her name is Sarah Lee Gossett Parrish, and she is from Oklahoma. And wait until you hear about everything that she knows about law, and she has quite a list of accomplishments that if I read them all, we would be here until Friday. So let me turn it over to Sarah Lee Gossett Parrish so that she can tell us a little bit about her background. Hello, welcome. Hi, thanks Chuck. It's great to be here with it's you today. awesome to have you here. I, uh, I'm an attorney, as you said, in Oklahoma, third generation. Before I got into the cannabis industry, I was a litigator for about, oh gosh, 30 years. Uh -huh. And I did a lot of insurance coverage work for national property and casualty insurance companies, and that serves me well now in our industry. And when we passed State Question 788 in the summer of 2018, I got into the cannabis space, and I, I've never really looked back. I love it, and I, um, I've been voted the top cannabis business law firm in the state of Oklahoma three years and counting now by wow. the Journal Records Reader's Choice Awards. Yeah. And uh, was a 2019 Cannabis Trailblazer, National Law Journal. They only choose 30, and I was the only one from Oklahoma and really our area of the country. So I felt very blessed. Wow. And, uh, it's been a really fun, fun experience so far. So what, what made you get into cannabis? You know, I really have always been passionate about the healing power of the plant. Mm -hmm. And I've had family and friends who could have been helped by the medicinal value. I also, in Oklahoma, have watched the opioid crisis. We've had a horrible time with it. and It was uh, really bad in Oklahoma, oh, wasn't it? Oh, it was, yeah. yeah. As I'm sure you know, cannabis, medical marijuana, that's what we call it in Oklahoma, what we have right now, yeah. um, can really help people get off of opioids. And it addresses a lot of the same conditions, and it's so much better and not addictive. I mean, I'm sure that's debatable for some people, but yeah. So. But isn't it weird that that was always here all along? You know, that cannabis is, it's always been here. It's just been stigmatized. It's just been, you know, people go to jail for it and everything like that. And it was, the plant was here all along. Yes, it was. And you know, they've found residue in a lot of the ancient temples um, in Israel and in Egypt. And it's been around for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. And so um, being one of the top lawyers in Oklahoma and being someone who is so recognized, what is it that you're seeing that is like trends in the uh, in the space right now? Like, what are you what are you really noticing? Because this industry does move fast. You know, one year at MJ Biz, this is the topic. And the next year, this is the, you know, beverages was really big one year. And, you know, now it's live rosin. And, you know, every year there's something. What are, what are you noticing now big from the legal standpoint? From the legal standpoint, I think everyone's talking about in Oklahoma, are we going to go adult use or wreck in yeah. March? And there was kind of a debacle. It should have been on the November ballot. And and frankly, I think it was a political move yeah. that it was not. Yeah. And then our 
governor, then governor, who was reelected, yeah, uh, decided he better get it on the ballot, and he set it for special election in March. Is he pro cannabis? Or is he begrudgingly pro-cannabis? I would say the latter. Yeah, I would yeah. definitely say the latter. But in any event, it'll be interesting to see. Um, frankly, I hope it passes, of course. Yeah. I think it would be good for my clients and, and good for Oklahomans and for the industry at large. Uh, but we'll have to see. Everyone thought initially that Arkansas would do that. And then there was a huge lobby religious lobby that came out against it. Really? It failed. Oh, yeah. Really? So I hope that does not happen in Oklahoma, but that remains to be seen. Yeah. So that's a big deal. And uh, I think also the market's shaking out. We're having a lot of uh, businesses that were doing all right, little mom and pops, and now that the prices have gone down, it's much more difficult for them. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So are you seeing that in Oklahoma? Like, really, it's it's... As the market matures, it's kind of thinning the herd. Plus, you've got, you know, outside economic things happening. You know, obviously, there's inflation. There's, you know, um, um, like you said, the prices are dropping and stuff. So it is kind of almost thinning the herd, isn't it? It is. It is. And it's taken a while for Oklahoma to get there, but we're finally getting there. Yeah. And we really are a free market uh-huh. kind of place when it comes to the cannabis industry. Yeah. And and when you have that capitalism at work, you yeah. know that some businesses are not going to make it. And it's tough and it's sad, but that's how it is. And I, I know we kind of have been a national uh, aberration and maybe joke about a dispensary on every corner because we don't have... <laughs> limits on licenses yeah Although we're under a two-year moratorium now yeah but you can buy existing licenses <laughs> so there's still hope but in any event what um, do you think one of those yeah. licenses costs well it varies and the price is going to start going up i think as we get farther into you the think you get one period. for like fifty thousand? i think so yeah wow uh, and occasionally a little bit less depending on who the seller is and what their circumstances are. Yeah, yeah. But again, you know, in this moratorium, I think the price is going to escalate probably astronomically in the next year or so. Yeah. And I've been to Oklahoma. I went to a Canacon, Oklahoma, you know, got to really talk to a lot of the people there. And Oklahoma yeah. is a very proud, very unique state. You know, like every state has its culture and they have their roots and tradition and everything like that. What do you think makes Oklahoma so special? I agree with you. And I spoke at Canacon 1 and 2 back in the day. I say back in the day when our industry was so young. We are the wild, wild west. I said it from the beginning, you know, and it's very true. And I do think it's hard to pigeonhole Oklahomans. Uh We're a red state. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And yet we passed 788 for medicinal marijuana. And so I think in many respects, we have a lot of different, um, I don't want to use the term conflicting positions, but I think people there really enjoy our freedoms. We're big Second Amendment, Second Amendment sanctuary state. Yeah. Uh, But we also want people to have the freedom to use cannabis. Yeah. And um, so anyway, and yet you see the conservatism uh, we were also one of those states that had a trigger abortion law that our legislators had passed. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. All of the females and, uh, it, you know. It, but. 
but but you're right. A purple state. I mean, I'm in a purple state. You're in a red state. I'm yeah. in a purple state. Yeah. And it, and it does create kind of that delicate balance. You know, I'm in Colorado. We like sure. our guns. We like the outdoors. We like our freedom. But we also, you know, we like cannabis. And you know, we have public transportation. So it, yes. it seems like each state is an interesting little incubator mm-hmm. for the cannabis industry. And it's interesting to kind of pull back and take a look at how each state is thriving, mm-hmm. you know, how, yeah. how they're going through some struggles and things like that. And it's almost like a bunch of little experiments around the country. Yes. And I have to say, initially, many of my clients were little mom and pops yes. who had personal stories yeah. that brought them to the industry. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I love to tell this story, Yeah. Uh, put in a dispensary in a small town where they grew up and their first patients through the line were, were the, uh, the, mom slash female wife's grandparents ah. in that town. And, and they had all been touched by cancer and knew that, you know, the medicinal value of marijuana could have helped and yeah. uh, easing symptoms and things. And But I, I love those kinds of stories. I, so. I, I do too. And I, and I feel like this is the one industry... You know, you think of other burgeoning industries right now, you know, you think of, you know, crypto or you think of blockchain or you think of, you know, other things that are that are kind of coming up right now. The cannabis industry, to me, like, you know, you first started saying about the healing of the plant and there's just something different about cannabis. Obviously, you've got to make money, you know, if you're running a business and sure. obviously, you know, there's you got to, it makes dollars and cents. but. Isn't it unique that cannabis is the one thing that when you talk to someone about it, their eyes light up, especially yeah. if they know someone that it's helped, a yeah. grandparent, a, a brother, you know, a kid mm-hmm. that, that's, that's having right. seizures that all of a sudden, you know, cannabis oil can fix. It's just such a unique, uh, emotionally engaged uh, um, um, you know, industry. Yes. And I just think that yes. it makes it totally unique. Oh, I do too. And, you know, I represent... Uh, businesses in every aspect of, yeah. the, of the industry but my cultivators especially those who are actually the head growers are really personally involved and invested in the plant and I love to see that it's almost like a love affair with the yeah. plant and um, it is very unique and I think it it makes our industry do you think that's good different yes yeah. I do I love that about it because they care yes. They do care. They're emotionally they feel engaged. strongly about it. Yeah. They're emotionally engaged and invested. Yes. Yeah. Very passionate about it. So yeah. what are the people, what are people coming to you? Like what are their legal needs? Right? Like what is, what is the big legal need in cannabis for the most part? Or what are a couple of them? Well, you know, and I'm kind of your one stop shop. Yeah. People come to me at all stages of the, uh, of the process, uh-huh. but many come from the inception. They want to get into the business. So we start talking about what kind of business entity, who are your business associates? Um, how are you going to split up the costs? Are you, you know, the business entity selection. And then I go through the licensing and permitting processes with them and keep them compliant. I do compliance, a uh, lot of ad law things. Yeah. I was a litigator. I think I said this earlier for three decades. And so, you know, you get into those kinds of aspects. But now my goal is really to keep people out of court. And uh, I'm a certified civil mediator. Yeah. And I really 
try to encourage my clients to reduce everything to writing. So yeah. I do a lot of contract. Con Anybody who's ever had contract. a mediator, yeah. we really appreciate you because <laughs> you save us a lot of money with lawyers. Yeah. You know, someone will get really kicked off. At, we need to sue there. And I'm saying, yeah, maybe not. Let's yeah. Think about this. Yeah. Here's the disputed amount. Yeah. Here's what the retainer will be, and here's what your legal fees will be, and that's assuming we don't go to trial. So, so expensive. You know, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. But I really take care of all of that, the corporate business, the licensing, yeah. the compliance, the real estate, you know, if you're purchasing or leasing property, things of that nature. So really, I should be able to take care of everything. That's good. That's good. Do some people go in the business without having any kind of legal representation or talking to lawyers? And do you recommend that? <laughs> I really recommend against it. Yes, they do. And I usually receive a call from yeah. them about 12 to 18 months in. Yeah. And it's just a nightmare for them. It, it's, so. it's probably one of those things you should take care of on the front end, and it'll save you money on the back end. So true. Yeah. 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 Very true. Very true. So what... Um, so what do you think is next in Oklahoma? And what are you thinking? Is, is the big thing, you know, wreck? And what do you think that time frame looks like? You know, what, what's next down the pike? Because things, things are happening quickly. Well, they are. And I do think the next big thing will be wrecked, uh -huh. assuming it passes yeah. in March. And I think that will make the industry explode again. It'll yeah. be really interesting to see uh, what transpires if we pass that. And again, I, ho I hope we do. Another interesting thing, we don't have a provision right now for consumption lounges. Oh. And they are, you were talking about hot topics. They're yeah. a really hot ticket right now across the country. Yes. And I think, I'm curious to see what will happen in Oklahoma. I mean, technically, you could go out and open a consumption lounge today. Yeah. Or, without a... A permit other than something probably this is not legal advice yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, you know you get your city permits and you get inspected just like you would if you were opening a shoe store or a restaurant or whatever yeah but, um but you could do a private consumption club yeah and i think it's only a matter of time before those start popping up in oklahoma and then another big issue uh we're indian country yeah and so I'm really curious and interested in the tribal aspects. I was in Santa Fe and I was in a dispensary on tribal tribal property yeah. out there and I talked to the guys about how they did it and it was very fascinating. Yeah. And and I see something like that in Oklahoma's future, probably just because of the nature of our industry and yeah. the fact that we are Indian country. Yeah. Something of which I'm proud so, 100% anyway, no that's it's great cool. Oklahoma is such a diverse and and yeah. such a just a it's a really cool people like one thing that I noticed when I was there is kind of that you know how they talk about Midwest hospitality yeah. even though Oklahoma's not in the Midwest no. I really felt like it was the kind of place where people say hi to strangers you know it was the kind of place where you know if, if you got a flat tire somebody coming along is gonna come over and help you it just seemed like that kind of you know bootstrap rugged from the earth people but yeah. really nice and and it's cool to see the market has really embraced cannabis and we don't even know what it's going to be like once you get wreck. So true. I'm glad to hear you say that about Oklahomans. Yeah. I do think that they're a lovely set of people. And good you know? barbecue. 
Oh, way man. better than Colorado. We have I'm garbage, sure. <laughs> garbage barbecue in Colorado and Oklahoma. My buddy took me to a spot. It was amazing. Yeah, we have some great barbecue. We, yeah. we really do. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, like, are police arresting people for cannabis still in Oklahoma? Or is it kind of because, you know, there's still people getting arrested for cannabis around the country. I know. And even though in some places you have medical other places you have, you know, it's it's wreck. I mean, so there's still, you know, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 people getting arrested. Does, does it still happen in Oklahoma, you think? Well, it happens, but not as frequently. Yeah. I think it would be more egregious in that regard. You'd have to have some kind of an egregious yeah. offense. Now, this is not news. Everyone's been discussing this. You know, the OBN and the OSBI have been cracking down on illegal grows, which has yes. really needed to happen and frankly in my opinion should have happened 18 months to two years ago if yeah. they had nipped it in the bud then they would not have proliferated the so there's a black years. market in oklahoma yeah well holy, and that's no holy, surprise yeah no no it's just surprising to <laughs> it's me everywhere. i mean i mean for, it's when, horrible when but, i found out yeah. the black market was bigger than the you know the sorry the legacy market is yeah. bigger than the actual legal or market in california market. Yeah. yeah 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 it, it just blows my mind so yeah. i guess i would have to be an idiot to think there's not a legacy market in in every state i think that's accurate i do wow. But, but now our law enforcement officials are on it. Yeah. And we've finally implemented metric, um, which may not be the best seed to sale. That's debatable. <laughs> but it's a seed to sale. Yeah. And I think that's also going to help catch those illicit market people. And they need to be caught and dealt with and removed. And I think that's clearly going to help all the legitimate businesses yeah. who are my clients. And um, so anyway, I think that's very important. So I got to ask you about technology because we are Cannabis and Tech today. Yes. We're here with our partners, PolyScience. We're here with our partners, Summit Research. And if everybody could see around here, you're seeing beakers and lab equipment and chillers. And so I got to ask totally you. Totally cool. I know. It's, it's super cool. <laughs> I feel like I'm in like a Disneyland for like cannabis technology. Yes. Um, so, so what kind of tech are you seeing is helping? And is there any, you know, kind of tech or, or innovative technology that is, um, you know, kind of like, like popping up and, and helping solve problems? Sure. Well, I think in the lighting aspect, there are a lot of really cool new lights that are tied into your cell phone yeah. and to other kinds of remote controls so that you can control them from anywhere in the world. I have some... Um, clients who have that kind of a system and it's really remarkable. Yeah, smart and controls. Yes. Yeah. I think that and the same is true with watering, you mm -hmm. know, with your with your system for watering. Uh, that can be controlled remotely and and it's down to such an exact science yes. if you want to geek out on it. Yeah. And tech makes that possible. Yes. You know? <laughs> and it's I mean there's still you got to have the human element. Yes. But it's very cool and I think it's especially helpful for those who are not master growers yeah. <laughs> and really want to learn. It yeah. helps the learning curve. It kind of circumvents the really long process and and puts you at least within a margin of error. Where 
where hopefully you're not going to completely lose your entire crop. Because you can. Yeah. You screw oh, one yeah. thing up and you are out. You are out. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. I saw Jim Belushi, yeah. like, I think he left the lights on one time and he all his Captain Jack got burned down, yeah. you know, and, and they yeah. went a long ways to get it. So, yeah, I guess kind of all the same technology we use in our day-to-day -day lives, uh -huh. you know, there's a little bit of a crossover into this industry where you're trying to apply smart mm -hmm. controls, artificial intelligence, uh, you know, yeah. any of that technology that works out there, you're starting to see it. And I mean, look around us, you know, all yes. of these these companies around us here <laughs> at MJ Biz, I see a lot of tech. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I think drones yes. are going to come into play as well. And AI-driven drones. Yes. So, and already are becoming becoming a part of our industry. And it's very cool. The it really possibilities. It, yeah, you know? yeah, it really is. So, yeah. if uh, if our audience wanted to get a hold of you, if they wanted to find out a little bit more about you or potentially do some work with you, what's yes. kind of the best way that they could they could find you? I'd say go to my website. Okay. And it's S L G Parish okay. P A R R I S H dot com S L G Parish Law dot com. Be sure and put the line. S L G Parish Law dot com. Yes. And uh, that has I do a blog. It'll tell you a lot about Oklahoma law. It has my I have a media tab. Uh -huh. You know, I've been blessed with some nice media coverage. I have my bio. Um, a lot about the firm and uh, there's just tons of information there so and then of course my contact info and and my email slgparish at slgparishlaw.com so anyway that's how they would find me oh, and, that is that is incredible so is there anything you're doing here in vegas besides mj biz oh i'm hanging out with some friends maybe having a few cocktails yeah Staying out of trouble. That's right. That's but having right. a great time, and uh, it's well, great to be here. I feel blessed to be in the industry. It is so awesome to be able to talk with you. Your story is great. Your expertise is super, super uh, helpful to everybody that's here. Oh, and it's just thanks, really Jeff. been a pleasure talking with you. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. Have a great show. Yes, you too. <laughs> thank hey, you. everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks, brought to you by PolyScience and our friends at Summit Research. If you want to go ahead and hit the like button uh, and go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. We're available on pretty much any place you can find a podcast. And if you're feeling super crazy, go ahead and leave a comment and, and tell us what you like about this. Uh, thank you very much for our sponsors. We thank you for MJ Biz, uh, PolyScience, Summit Research, and of course, our very first guest in this video series, Sarah Lee Gossett Parish. And we will see you next time here on Cannabis Tech Talks. Hey, hello, I'm Tommy Chong. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill. I'm telling you, if you're not using this Durachill, you're not really in the pot business. You're just on the fringe of it. So if you really want to get serious, man, this is what you need. You need a Durachill in your life. You've got the technology here to have the cleanest, purest, healthiest product. I'm impressed. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If your chiller's down, you ain't making money. And you heard it from me, Tommy Chong. Brought to you by PolyScience.